We begin the Gemara today on the Zion of Adalef, the top line of the Yomot. It's in the Mishnah that the Chachamim say, over here actually the Gemara quotes it B'Shem Rabbi Yehuda, interesting. This is talking about Benigayat to trapping different rodents, whatever there is in your field. Gemara brought over there, it's, uh, the Mishnah that is Ishus, Achbarim, that are in your field and they're damaging the produce in your field. So you're allowed to trap them in your field. So Rabbi Yehuda said, Mizdeya Ilon Kedarkai. In the orchard, you're allowed to trap them in the usual way because they actually cause a lot of damage there. So we're talking, of course, on Chalamayid. But from a grain field, so they don't cause so much damage. So you can, you can trap them, but not in the usual way. So the Gemara will explain what this means, what, what does it mean not in the usual way. In other words, it's, uh, I guess, with less, with less tircha or with just to show a change. You don't do it in the regular way on Chalamayid. So in Abraise it explains this. What's the usual way to trap any of these animals in the field? So So you dig a, 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 a little uh, hole in the ground, and that's uh, so they, they go into the hole or they come out of the hole, and then and then you hang a trap outside, and then, then when it comes out, it gets trapped in this. Well, how do you trap these animals? You, you stick a, a spit into the ground, a metal spit into the ground, and then a and you bang with a hammer at the top of this metal spit, <coughs> and then it, it, it pushes down the earth below it, and whatever uh, animals that there are inside the ground get, uh, get smashed over there, under the ground. Tanya and Abraisa we learned, Rabshim ibn Allah Aimer, or another Girsi in the Gemara is that it's Rabbi Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Gamliel. He said, This limitation that it said in the Mishnah that by a grain field, so you don't trap the animals in the usual way, so that's when you have a grain field that's near the city. And over there, like I said, there's not much damage like it is in an orchard, so therefore you have to make this uh, change. When you trapped animals, but if you have your grain field that's right near an orchard, so then I fill a kedarka. So then, even though it's it's the, the you have this issue in your, in your field of grain, you're allowed to go and trap the animals even in the usual way because because it's right near your orchard and they can come out into very easily into your orchard and they're going to damage your trees over there. So you're allowed to you're allowed to trap them in the regular way. The next thing it said in the Mishnah, Benigeya to a fence around your uh, field. Umakrin is the You're allowed to repair a fence around your property. So the Mishnah said you're not allowed to build a fence from scratch, like on Shmita, but you're allowed to repair the fence. So how do you repair this fence? You're not mamish fully building it, but you're just repairing it. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, You take branches from a palm tree and from a laurel tree, and you put them up there. Like Rashi says, you take branches from a laurel tree, and you tie together the branches from the palm tree, and you create a closure for any breach you had in your garden or in your field. And Abraise says, a little different. You place rocks there, in the place where there's a breach, but then it toch petit. You don't put cement to fully finish the wall. All this that the Mishnah is saying, that you could only repair it sort of temporarily, but not fully build it, this is only by a wall of a garden. 
But when it comes to the wall of your courtyards, and over here you're allowed to build it properly. And the reason is because in the wall of your courtyard, you're afraid of Ganovim. They could come into your house and come in to steal your money, steal your possessions. So over here, even a Cholomoyed, you're allowed to build it properly. Only in the garden, where they're not going to come into your private courtyard, into your house, over there you, have to make a, you only have to make a temporary fix. But over here in the courtyard, you're allowed to fix it properly. Shall we say we have a riot, what Avchista said from the following Braise? So it says in the Braise, If you have a wall that's, uh, that's uh, leaning over into the Rishus so then what, what, what do you do with this? Even a Cholomayid, you're allowed to demolish the wall and then build up the wall regularly. Because this is a situation where there's a danger. So what do you see? What is this Braise speaking about? It's talking about a kaisel, a wall of a chotzer. And here regarding the wall of a chotzer, it says you could demolish it regularly and build it up regularly. So so too, Rav Chista said before regarding a wall of a chotzer, that you could build it normally. So the Gemara says, no, of course, there's no raya from here. Hosam kedektani taima. There, the Braise clearly says the reason why over there you're allowed to do it. Mifnei sakana, because it's a leaning wall, that it's a sakana, it could fall on people. So, the, so the, but in a regular chotzer, but what Rav Chista said, because you're concerned that your possessions, your money might get stolen. Lavdafke, <coughs> we make the same heter. Ikedomri, others, when they brought this b'raise, they brought it in the opposite. get to what? Hapsid Merubah? Okay, but Lavdafke, it's daimitua sakona. Sakona is chamire sakantem isur, it's a whole different story. Others, when they brought this b'raise, brought it actually as a question. Toshema, let's hear from what it says in this b'raise. This kaisel that's, that's leaning over to the shusarabim. So you demolish the wall and you build it up again, regular in the normal way. So it says in the b'raise, clearly the reason is of sakana. So if when you have this wall in your chotzer, only because of the sakana you're allowed to totally repair it regular. But if there's no sakana, you're not allowed, even though it's a wall of your So there's a question, this refutes what Rav Chista said. So Rav Chista will answer you, you're right, over there it's Taki says only sakana, but Hasam over there, the Chiddush there is, we allow him to demolish the wall and to build up the wall again. What Rav Chista was saying was, regarding a courtyard, that if you have a breach in your wall, you could build it up fully. But you're not demolishing anything and then building it. So the Chiddush there is, that only with Sakana, you're allowed to do both, demolish and build it. Okay, so the Gemara now asks on this, Hasam Nami there as well, if the whole issue is, the Sakana that it could fall into the Shusarabim, list the Valei Livni, why doesn't he just demolish the wall and let him not build it up at all now? Answers the Gemara in Cain, if you're going to tell a person that we're only allowing you to demolish it, and then for the next few days, you're going to be here without a wall around your courtyard. He's going to hold himself back. He's not, he's, going to, he's not going to want to be exposed for the next few days. He's not going to demolish it. So in order to prevent the Sakana, you have to allow him to build a wall as well. The Mishnah, you could also bring a proof to what Rav Chista said. That the Mishnah, when I was speaking about the wall, that you could only repair it and not build it. It's only talking about a wall of a garden. It wasn't talking about a wall of a courtyard. Why? Because afterwards it says in the Mishnah, When it comes to Shemitah, you're allowed to build and repair your wall normally. 
Now the heiche, what kind of a wall is the Mishnah talking about when it spoke about Shemitah? Ilei midachatzer, was it talking about a wall of your court, car, courtyard, tzrichilameima? Is this something that the Mishnah has to say? How does Shemitah have anything to do with your courtyard of your house? I mean, there's no, Shemitah applies to a field, to a place where there's a garden or whatever else is growing there, but not for your courtyard. Elalav de when the Mishnah brings up Shemitah, you clearly see that the Mishnah is speaking about a garden. Vavlagav the Mechzi commander of Nitirusalapedi and the Chiddush regarding Shmita is, even though it looks like that the reason you're building the wall is because you want to guard and protect the, the fruits and keep it for yourself, even though in Shmita you have to be mafkar everything. And, the, and nevertheless, the Mishnah says, no, you're allowed to repair the wall of your property. You'll keep your fruits hefkir, but you're just repairing the wall and that's allowed. That was the Chiddush of the Mishnah. So what do I see from this? If the Mishnah brings up Shmita, it must be that the Mishnah was speaking about a garden. Not about your own courtyard. So from this I see that, like Rav Chista said, regarding a courtyard, we don't make this distinction. Not only could you repair the wall, just putting some stones there or putting some twigs there, you're allowed to repair it fully. Going back to Halachas of Cholamayit. So here we're going to be learning a little bit about the Halachas of Negoyim and regarding Cholamayit. Rav Meir says, Rav is a Negoyim. A Kayin is allowed to come and see a person with a nega. Lahokil, but that's only for the purpose to be makel, to tell him that he's toy. <coughs> but he can't come and see the negayim of a person if he's going to come to tell him that he's tommy. Rashi says there, the reason is because it says, Then a Cholomayed, you have to be besimcha. You come and tell a person that he's tommy, you're taking away from a simcha. He has to now leave his uh, family, he has to leave, uh, leave the community, he has to go out. So, this, so for that, you're not allowed. A kayin is not allowed to see a person with a nega and chalamayid, whether it's to come tell him that he's tired, whether it's to come tell him that he's tummy. Either way, we don't allow a kayin to see a mitzayde. As we'll see in the Gemara, the reason for this machlaikis. Tanya, Rab Meir, Raimes, and Abraisa, we learned, Rab Meir said, Rayin is an agayim lahakal, avalaylahachman. That a kayin can come and see the nagayim if he wants to be mitayah him. And not to be metamehim. Rabbi Yaisi Yaimeh, Rabbi Yaisi says, No, your kayan does not see the Nagayim either way. Not for a kula, not, not to make him tame, not to make him tired. Why? Shima If you say that the kayan could come and see him, to tell him that he's tired, what if he discovers that he's actually tame, that he actually does have a nega? He's going to have to tell him that he's tame. So essentially the Machlaikis between Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi, which is the Chachamim of our Mishnah, and the Rabbi Meir is, what happens if a Kayin sees a person that he wanted to tell him that he's tired, but he discovers that he's Tommy? Rabbi Meir says the Kayin can keep, he doesn't have to say, he can keep his mouth closed until after, after Chalamayit. He'll only tell him if he sees that he's tired. I'll tell him he's tired. If he sees, if he discovers he's tired, he'll just keep his mouth closed. Mashenka and Abiyasi says, no. Once what, what you see is what you see, you have to tell him as it is. You're going to have to tell him that he's tummy. So therefore you can't see it in Chalamay. The Gemara is not going to bring the source of this Machlaikis in the Psukim. So Rabbi said about this Machlaikis. To me, it, it, it seems like Rabbi is right when it comes to the situation of a Muzger. So, as we'll see here in the Gemara, you have two different time periods of a person that has a nega. Either in the time when he's locked up for a week, when, it, when he originally comes to the Kayan and shows him a nega, and it doesn't have a simon to say that he's Tomei yet, so you lock him up for one week. 
And then after a week, the coin comes to see whether he found a simon of Tumah or not. What happens if after a week, the nega is unchanged? He'll lock him up for a second week. And then you have to look after the second week to see if he has uh, any simon that he's Tumah or not. Right, so Rabbi Meir, he says, Rabbi says that Nirin Divri Rabbi Meir It appears to me that Rabbi is right, Rabbi Meir is right when the person is a Musga. When he was... Uh, the first locked up is before uh, We're talking here about An So he was locked up. And now after a week, he's coming to the Kayin, An to ask him, what's the story with my Naga? What's the Allah with it? Am I tired? Am I not? So Rabbi says that when he's a Musga, on Chalamayid, Rabbi Meir is right that the Kayin could see the Nega, to be Metairim. And it appears to me that Rabbi Yaisi is right regarding a Mukhlet. A Mukhlet is a person that he was already confirmed, he's already a Metzayr, he's outside of the Machna, and now he's coming to the Kayin to ask the Kayin, did I become Tayr yet? Did my Nega become smaller? Did it not? So then it appears that Rabbi Yaisi is right that he should not go to the Kayin, should not see him at all on Chalamayid. The Gemara will soon explain what's the reason for this difference. He's already outside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mukhla, yeah. yeah, he's already outside and now he wants to come to the Kayin and to ask him whether he can come back into the Machna. Yeah, the, Gemara, the reason for this difference we'll see soon in the Gemara. Yeah, he wants to come back to the Machna, so if he doesn't come to the Kayin, he stays out of the Machna. Let's see, let's see, let's see. We'll see in the Gemara. The Gemara will soon explain. So Rave now adds to this and says another point. When it comes to a person, which is Tahir now, and he's coming to the Kayin. He, he, and a nega, a person that's still tired, and now a nega appeared on his body. So, nobody will argue that the Kayin does not see at all this person, because there's no, there's no reason to see him. He, right now he's tired. So what are you going to gain by seeing him, right? So even Abmei would say that you don't see him, the Kayin does not see his nega on Cholomayit. Now, Behez Gerishin, as I pointed out before, there are, theoretically, there could be two weeks that he's locked up. First week, and then if nothing changed, you lock him up a second week to wait and see if there'll be a simon of Tumen. Now, Behez Gerishin, so after the first week, if he's coming to the Kayin to ask him, what's the status of my Nega? The Kula Amalei the Over here, every, nobody will argue that the Kayin can come and see his Nega. And Rashi explains why. Because what's the Kayin going to tell him? Either the Kayin is going to tell him, your Nega is tired. It became smaller and therefore it's tired. Or if the Nega remained as is, then the Kayin will tell him, okay, so your status remains the same as well and you're going to have to be locked up for another week. So it's not going to get, the Kayin is not, it's not, not going to get any worse. He's not going to tell him that he's Tomei. That's what Rashi here says. Now Taisu says, isn't there a third option? Maybe after a week, the Kayin is going to discover that the Nega grew or he got a white hair in it. And that's a simma for Tumah, and maybe the Kayin is going to tell him that he's Tumah. So Taisu says, based on what the Gemara is going to say soon, that no, if he's going to see that the Nega actually has a simon of Tumah, so the Kayin will stay quiet. He won't tell him anything. After the first week, everybody agrees that the Kayin has an option of being quiet if he sees that the Nega has a simon of Tumah. So therefore, all he's going to say is, either he's going to tell him you're tired, or he's going to tell him we're waiting another week. So therefore, nobody argues that he could see him then. There's no, there's no, no chesad in whatsoever. That's because it's cholamayit. Yeah, cholamayit. Keep the machlaik is here, After the second week, so now you can't delay this anymore. At this point, so the kain, if he sees tumah, at least according to Rabbi Yaisi's opinion, the kain is going to have to speak up. 
So now, Marsovar, B'koyin Talia Milsa. Rav Meir says, even after the second week, the Kayan actually does not have to speak up. It's all, it's completely up to the Kayan if he wants to say what the status of this Nega is. He sees the person after the second week. If he's going to be tired, he'll tell him, you're tired. If he's going to see, what's, what's Allah after the second week? If the, even if the Nega did not change, it's the same Nega like from the beginning, it didn't get any additional sim and tumma, so he's tired. So the Kayan can tell him he's tired. What happens if he discovers that the Nega is actually Tomei? It's totally up to the Kayan. He can keep his mouth closed and not tell him anything. And now, uh, So therefore the mayor says, if it's tired, he'll tell him it's tired. And vi Tomei, Shasik. And if not, he'll just be quiet. So therefore there's no reason why not to see it in Cholomayit. But Rabbi Yaisi's opinion is, when the Torah tells the Kayan to see the Nega, what does it say in the Pasuk? It says, That you have to see this Nega to make it pure, to make, to make it clean, or to make it Tomei. So what, that's what the Torah says. So what does this mean? Kayan doesn't have an option to withhold information. If he sees that the Nega is Tomei, he's going to have to tell him that he's Tomei. So after the first week, as I said before, Taisus explains, the Kayan does have the right, even according to Rabbi Yaisi, to, to be quiet. Because you can push it off another week. But after the second week, over here the Pasuk says, You're going to have to tell him clearly what's the state. Because there's no third week when it comes to a person that has an egg on his body. By Nige Batim, there's a third week. But by, when you have an egg on the body, there's no third week. So the Kayan is going to have to tell him. So therefore, Rabbi Yaisi says, you shouldn't see the Nega on Chalamayit. Dafka after the Hezgesheni, yeah. Dafka after the second week. That's what it says. It yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, now going back to the point that it said before. Omar, so in the Braise it said, Omar Rabbi, so Rabbi said, Nirin Devri Rabbi Yaisi Bemuchlet. That it appears to me that Rabbi Yaisi is right when it comes to a person that's a Muchlet, that you don't see his neg at all. This person that's already outside the Machna, is already confirmed as a person which is Tomei, that you don't see his neg on Cholomayit. And it appears that Rab Meir is right regarding a person that was locked up. So on Cholomoyed, you do see his nega. Maybe you could be metairim. But in Abraisa, we learned the exact opposite. That Rabbi says that Rab Yaisi is right when it comes to a Muzger. And Rab Meir is right when it comes to a Muchlet. So it says the exact opposite in another Braisa. So how do we answer this? So the Gemara answers... Tanoi, you're right. It's Takamachloik is Tanoim. It's two different prices regarding Rabbi's opinion. Aliba the Rabbi, according to what Rabbi said. Now the Gemara explains the Machloikis of what they're actually arguing about. So before I read the Gemara inside, the point over here is the Gemara is going to say we don't want to be Mavatl a person's Simchas Yamtif. But the question is, where does a person have more Simchas Yamtif? The fact that he could be with more people, that he could have more company with uh, friends and so on? Or is more Simchas Yamtif the fact that he, we're giving him now the ability to be able to be with his wife? Even though we're going to take away from him the ability to be with his friends and so on. That's the point the Gemara is going to speak about. Umemela comes out as follows. The halacha is, when a person is a mukhlit, confirmed mitzayda, outside of the machna, He's actually allowed to be outside of the machna together with his wife. So what happens then? He's taken away from all of his friends and all the people that he was with in the city. But when he goes out of the machna, he's able to be together with his wife. On the other hand, what happens when this person, which was already confirmed the Metzayra outside the machna, and now you're him? You tell him, oh, your naga got healed, you can come back into the machna. Now the reverse is going to happen. Because the moment you metayr a person that's a Metzayra, he has to now count seven clean days. To, to, to make sure 
until he goes to the mikveh, that is. And he has to be separated from his wife for seven days. But he can come back to the community. He can come back to all of his friends. So over here, the reverse happens. He's able to go back to his friends and he's not able to be with his wife. So the shayla is, what would a person rather have for a simchas yamtiv? Let's see in the Lashon the Gemara inside. Huh? Al Besser. The what? Then, then. I mean, again, there's one person would rather have for his Simchas Yantiv to be able to be with his wife, even though he's going to be outside the Machna. Another person would rather be able to come to Shul and be with all his friends and his community, even though he's going to have to be separated from his wife. Different people, different. Uh, so let's see what the Gemara says. So one opinion over here is that the person would rather be able to be together with people. So therefore, a person which is a mukhlit, we should see his naga and chalamayit. Why? Because if you're going to see his naga and chalamayit, we're going to give him a chance that maybe we're going to be metairim, and he'll be able to come back into the community. Aye, for the next seven days he won't be able to be with his wife. It doesn't matter. He'd rather be able to come back to the community. And the other opinion is, no, that a person that's a musger, that's the one that you should rather see as nega, because even if you're going to tell him his tome, so what's going to happen? He's going to have to take a leave the community, but then he's going to be able to be with his wife. When he's musger, when he was locked up in a room, he wasn't able to be with his wife. But now, even though he's going to be sent out of the community, but at least he's going to be able to be with his wife. It's better for him to be able to be with his wife. So that's the two versions of here in the Braisa of what Rabbi was saying. When, would it, when should we rather go and see the person's nega regarding not destroying the person's simchis yamtif? But now the Gemara takes this a step further. So what do we see from this? Lememre, shall we say, the muchlet mutter betashmashamita, that a person that's confirmed as a mitzayra and we send him out of the machne, he's allowed to live with his wife. In, yes, this is actually true. Vatanya, and like we learned in Abraise, and here it brings a few opinions, it brings a source for this, and there's actually argument about this. So one source is it says, sits out of his tent for seven days. Right, so what is this? Uh, so what do we see over here? That from here we see that he's not allowed to have any relations with his wife. And Ole, when it says that he has to be out of his tent, so that means that he has to be away from his wife. Shanema, like the Pasik says, Leich emoir lehem, shuvu lechem laalechem. After Matan Teire, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Eden, you could return to your tents. Right? So there was the days of Prisha, that to separate before Matan Teire. Then after Matan Teire, he says, you can go back to your tent. So this Pasik is talking about the Mitzayre, once we are being retired, the Mitzayre. So then he has to, seven days, he has to separate from his wife. So we see that only then, in those seven days, he has to separate from his wife, but not before then. Rabbi brings a different Pasik. Shivas Yomim Yisperulai. You count seven days for him. This is actually a Pasik that's not written regarding a Mitzayre. It's written regarding a Tmei Meis. And there it says that you count seven days that he has to be clean and separate from his wife. So from this we compare also that by a Mitzayra as well, so we say Yemei Sfiroi. The days that a Mitzayra has to count in order to purify himself, those seven days, then he has to be separated from his wife. But Yemei not those days that he was confirmed as a Mitzayra outside of the Machna, he doesn't have to be separated from his wife. But then there's an opinion that argues on this. Rabbi Yisubay Yehuda says, Zayin yimei sfiroi kavochaymer limei chalutai. If we see here that the days that he's counting, the seven clean days that he has to be separated from his wife, how much more so in the days that he's actually tomei as a mitzayda, so for sure he has to be separated from his wife. He's in a harsher place, he's in a lower place then of tomei. So for sure he should have to be separated from his wife. So he makes a kavochaymer. Like Gemara says, Vomer Danti Lifnei Rabbi. 
I discussed this matter in front of Rabbi, and I said, Limadetonu Rabbeinu. Our Rabbi, you have taught us that Yaisam, this individual, that's in, in the Yeshaya, and in the Nevuah, by the name of Yaisam, He was born to Uziyah through a relation that he had in a time when he was a Mitzayda. Uziyah was a Mitzayda, and Yaisam was born from those days when he was a Mitzayda. So you see that a person is allowed to be with his wife in the time of a Mitzayda. And Rabbi told him, you're right, you're right, I agreed to this, this is what I said, that a person can be with his wife even when he's a Mitzayda. The Gemara explains now, what's the basis of this Machleik Yisir? Rabbi Yisir by Yudah says, The Torah tells me this idea that you have to be separated from your wife in the time when the Mitzayda is counting. It's logical to say it's a kavu chaimer in a time when he is uh, totally tomei that for sure he should be separated from his wife. Omar Savar, the other opinion, the two first opinions in this brayse is my degoli goli. This that it clearly says that he has to be separated from his wife. That the Torah let us know that it's so. But my delay goli lay goli. What the Torah does not say, it's not so. Okay, this is very interesting. Tosis over here says. I mean, usually we know that the concept of a kavu and any person can make a kavu even on his own. You don't have to have. A, a, a Kabbalah from Lamaisha Messina to make a Kavachaymer. So, why did they reject this Kavachaymer? Taisa says there must be some kind of a Pirche for this Kavachaymer. But he didn't, they didn't agree to this Kavachaymer. Now, the Gemara goes back to a different point that we learned before. The Memre, shall we say, based on what we learned before, the Bekoyen Talia Milsa. That it's up to the Kayan, he can decide whether he's going to say to the person that he's Tomei or not. And Rashi explains that this is actually a question both on Rabbi Yaisi's opinion and Rabbi Meir's opinion. For sure, Rabbi Meir's opinion. Rabbi Meir said, even when you actually see the nega and you see it's Tomei, you can keep quiet and not tell him that it's Tomei. And even according to Rabbi Yaisi, you can decide not to look at it. Even though he's ha- you know he has a nega and it's already a week and he was locked, you could decide not to look at it. So it's up to the Kayan as well. So is it actually up to the Kayan? So the Gemara says, yeah. In, it's up to the Kayan. Vatanya, like we learned in Abraisa, in the day that the Kayan will see this Naga, why does the Torah use this expression? In the day that he sees. There's days that the Kayan sees the Naga, and there's a day that he does not see the Naga. From here, we, from here they said, A chasen in the days of his Sheva Brachis, that he has a Nega. You give him the seven days of the Sheva Brachis, for him, for his wife, and for, for the clothing, for, for the celebration of, or it's actually, he's referring to the Nega, whether the Nega is in his body, whether the Nega is in his, gar- in his house or in his garments. So you give him seven days to be able to celebrate his Sheva Brachis. That's why it says, some days you don't see a nega. And the same also on a yamtif, you give him the seven days of the yamtif and you don't see a, a, a nega in these days. This is Rabbi Yehuda's source for this idea. Rabbi says, you don't have to bring me a source from this pasuk of ubeyoyim. It says in the Torah clearly when it comes to the nigeh batim, to a nega that there is in a house, that before the Kayan comes to say that the house is Tomei, so he doesn't want all the possessions in the house to become Tomei. So the Kayan says, first empty everything out from the house, and then I'll say that it's Tomei. So you see that it's in the Kayan, the Kayan decides, and the Kayan waits until they take everything out of the house. So if you see by a house, that you wait even just for his own personal items to, to take it out, nor for the kind to then come, 
For sure, when you're talking about a Dvar Mitzvah, which is a Yomte for a Chassan that just got married, that you'll wait for him and the Kayin will not tell him that he's Tommy. So we have two different sources for this concept, that it's up to the Kayin and the, and the Kayin waits to come and say that it's Tommy. What's the difference between these two sources, whether you learn it out from the Pasuk of Rois, or you learn it out from the Naga by a house where it says that the Kayin waits? There is no practical difference between them, it's just a difference in the drasha. What's the source? That's all. But there's no actual difference. Rav says, no, there is a practical difference. The difference is whether the Kayin waits regarding a nega for your own personal things. Right? So by the house, you definitely wait for your own personal things. As the Torah says clearly, that the Kayin comes and waits and tells you to clear out your house. The question though is, do I compare and learn out from a house also to a nega that you have on your body? So Rabbi Yehuda holds that I compare and I say that a nega that you have on your body, if you yourself are personally busy with something, the Kayin will wait as well for you. Hashem can, according to Rabbi, or uh, that I reverse the opinions here, Rabbi and Rabbi Yehuda. So it's, it's Rabbi that says that you compare it to the house and therefore you wait for your personal needs. And Rabbi Yehuda says, no, that I learned not from Ubiyoyim Herois, only if it's for a matter of a mitzvah. For a neck on your body, it has to be a matter of a mitzvah, and then you're going to wait. Like you learn out from the Pasik regarding a Yontif or regarding a Chosim. But not if you're talking about Negei to Divrei Rishos. Yeah, by a house, he's going to be married, that's clear. The Rebbe speaks about this Gemara in a Sikha, Barichis, and Chelek Lamed Zayin, and Parshas Metzayda, or, or Tazriya maybe, Tazriya, and the Rebbe over there explains that when you say that you're learning it out from the house, the point is that it, you, you're being doiche. Really, it's a time that the Kain has to come and see the Nega, but you're just pushing it off. That's, that's uh, the source from the house. Ashenkin, if you learn out from the Pasuk, it's not, you're not pushing it off. The Torah is telling you there are certain days that you see a Nega, and there are certain days that it's not shaykh b'chlal to see a nega. You don't have to push it off. This is not a day that you see a nega. If it's for a purpose of a mitzvah. And that, that's really the, the point of the difference here. The Rebbe says another nafkimina that the Gemara doesn't say. What happens with the Yevet? If the Kayin went and saw a nega of a chasen or on a yontif when he wasn't supposed to see the nega. Because it says ubiyayim. So if you learn out from ubiyayim, it's not a zman when you see a nega. If it's not this man, so even if the Kayin saw it and Bidiyevit and he came, he said it's Tomei, it's not going to be Tomei. This is not a man that you could be Metame Anega. Mashenkin, if you say that it's just that we're pushing it off, because we're delaying it to give the person a chance to clear, clear out his house, what's Bidiyevit if you did actually end up seeing the Nega and you, you told him he's Tomei, he's going to become Tomei. It's another Nafkimah that ever brings from this. Let's just finish the Indian here. And Rabbi Yehuda says, I can't learn out from the house that we see that the Kayin delays coming to the house and he allows him to clear out the house. Why? The Chiddushu, I see the whole concept of Tumah by a house is a big Chiddush. To who eats him va'avonim. That by a house, you have Tumah on a level that you don't find anywhere else. That you have even pieces of, uh, of etzim, of wood, or even of stones. Usually these are things that are not akeli, they don't become tommy at all. And over here in a house it becomes tommy. So you see that the whole union of a house is the whole tumma is a chiddish, and therefore the fact that you wait is also a chiddish. So I can't learn out from there regarding the nega that there is on the body of a person. Now, Rabbi Yomar, Rabbi will respond to this and will say, you're right. And Rabbi will actually say, you have to have both psukim. You have to learn it out from the house, and you also learn it out from the Pasuk of Biyoy Meirois. It's, you need both. 
If we only say the limbo from the Yom Rais, that there's some days that you see a nag and some days that you don't have a minute, then I would say that a Kanya waits for the purpose of a mitzvah, but he does not wait for the purpose of a Rishus, of something that's your own personal things. So therefore, so therefore you learn out from the house that from there you learn out that the Kayin waits even for your own personal things. And on the, on the other hand, if the Torah would only write over there by the house that the Kayin waits for your personal things, sorry, in only there by the house does the Kayin wait the love tumma the gufe for the house. It's not a tumma of your guf, and like the pasuk Gemara just pointed out over there, it's a chiddush over there, it's different. I would say that only by the house the Kayin waits. but by the tumma of your body, I would say that maybe the Kayin should come and see it right away. So therefore, you need the pasuk of Yoyim to tell you that even for the tumma of the body, the Kayin waits as well. Okay, you should look up the Sikha, very Gishmaka Sikha. There, the Rebbe explains it also. The Pnimi Yisanyan and Benigayat Ayid. You don't take away when Ayid is doing a mitzvah. So the Nega can't take away from the Kayach of the mitzvah or the Kedush of the Yantif. And even more so, according to the other opinion, even Ayid, his own personal things, his own money, his own things, that the, 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 the money of Ayid is so powerful that a Nega can't come touch it. We don't, we don't want his personal things to become Tameh.